Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salam. Ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Kitab al-Rada al-Salihin. Risayla al-Imam al-Nawi rahimahullahu ta'ala wa nafa'ana bi'alumhi fi al-Darin. Ameen. Ila anqal. Hadith number 81. An Abi Bakr al-Saddiq. Radiyallahu anhu. Abdillah ibn Uthman ibn Abil ibn Amr. Ibn Umar ibn Ka'b ibn Sa'ad ibn Taym. Ibn Murrah ibn Ka'b ibn Luwai ibn Ghalb al-Qurishi al-Taymi radiyallahu anhu wa huwa wa abuhu wa ummuhu sahabah radiyallahu anhum qala nazaltu ila aqdam al-mushrikeen wa nahnu fil ghari wa hum ala ru'usina faqultu ya rasulullah law anna ahaduhum nazara tahta qadamihi la absarana faqala ma dhannuka ya ababaka bithneen allahu thalithuhuma muttafak alayhi so this is narrated by Sina Bakr al-Siddiq. His father, mother, and himself were all sahaba, radiallahu anhum. He narrates when we could see the feet of the polytheists who were hovering above us while we were in the cave. I said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, if one of them had merely looked down at his feet, he would see us. He, sallallahu alayhi wa said, O oh, Abu Bakr, what do you think regarding those two for whom Allah is the third? So, mashallah, tabarakallah, Imam Anawi includes this hadith in the chapter on al-yaqeen and tawakkul, which is a very beautiful and vivid illustration of the perfect certainty and perfect trust that our Prophet had, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This blessed hadith is narrated by Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And he was, of course, given the epithet As-Siddiq. There's actually two opinions. One is the one that we commonly know, which is the morning after the Isra, because he was that confirmed that he believed in what our Prophet said, and he confirmed that he believes that he receives revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Ibn Al-Alan says is that, actually, there's another opinion. It says, The other opinion is that he's termed as siddiq because he never wavered. Immediately when the Prophet ﷺ presented Islam to him, he became Muslim. So that's also one of the valid ways that we know that he became a siddiq. But both relate to the Rasul ﷺ, whether it was that opinion that he immediately believed in him when he that told him about Islam ﷺ, or that after the late Islam Mi'raj, he nevertheless is a siddiq. And then Imam Nawawi mentions the lineage of Sina Bakr. And perhaps one of the reasons there is because he was so virtuous, but also he meets with Rasulullah at the Prophet's grandfather, Murrah. Murrah ibn Ka'ab ibn Lu'ay. So his kunya, and the kunya, of course, is a name that will have Abu or Um in it, is Abu Bakr. That's his kunya. But his real name is Abdullah. 
Abdullah ibn Uthman. But we know him as Sayyidina Bakr, but his real name, birth name was Abdullah ibn Uthman. Or some people will say Abdullah ibn Abi Qahafa, because Uthman is Abi Qahafa. So again, he meets with the Prophet and his grandfather Murrah, and he was Taban Qurashi, and he was Taymi. And then Imam Manawi, and this is why there's so many benefits in these hadith, is that he explains, Huwa wa abuhu wa ummuhu sahaba. They both, his father and his mother, and of course him, were sahaba. His mother's name was Umm al Khair, Selma bint Sakhar, the Taymiyyah. And um, she was the first cousin of his father. And Ibn Alan states about this is that we don't know of any of the other Sahaba that were like this, that had his parents and his offspring all become Muslim like that of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And he was the very first free man to accept Islam. You know, if you've heard our teachers say that of the people who first became the relative first, the first freed man was, older man was Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. The first younger man was Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib, the first woman. And then the first person before all of those other firsts was Sayyidina Khadija Kubra. And you have Sayyidina Bilal and Sayyidina Zaid. But he was the first that freed older man to believe in our Prophet And his father didn't become Muslim known until the Fatih Mecca. And then on the Yawmud Fatih, that his father became Muslim when the Prophet came back with that large army to Mecca and Mukarramah. And they mentioned that he returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala between Maghrib and Isha in the month of Jumad al-Ula, in, of course, the 13th year uh, of the Hijrah. And he was 63, which was the that age of our Prophet they carried him to his resting place on the very bed that our Prophet used to sleep upon. And Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab was the one who led the Janazah prayer uh, next to the Minbar al-Nabawi, where the Prophet used to deliver the sermons near the pulpit. And he was, of course, buried right next to Rasulullah what a sharaf, what an honor to be buried next to the most pure place on earth. At least think about what is better, Medina al-Munawwar or Mecca al-Mukarramah. They take out of that comparison the blessed spot where the Prophet is buried, just as they set aside the Kaaba al-Musharrafa. They said the best spot is where the Prophet's buried, then the Kaaba, and then the ulama differ between Mecca Al-Mukarramah and Medina Munawwara. But look where he's buried. La ilaha illallah. And that is sufficient to know the great status of Sayyidina Bukhar Siddiq. So he's the one who narrates this hadith. And we know the story. This is when they were migrating from Mecca Al-Mukarramah to Medina Munawwara. And they went south. And they stayed for three days in Ghar Thawr, the Thawr cave. And while they were there, those that were tracking them came upon them, and they were actually very close to them. And while they were in this cave, is that Sayyidina Bukhara al-Siddiq said to the Prophet that after looking, he could see 
the feet of the mushrikeen, the polytheists who were chasing them, and that they were whom ararusina, so they were kind of on top of us, and um, that he mentions to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi is that were one of them to look at us, that look at their feet, they would see us. And Ibn Ana mentions a, a beautiful subtlety here. He says that Sayyidina Abu Bakr actually mentioned to the Prophet وسلم, is that what are we going to do if they come into the cave? And then the Prophet said وسلم, that we're going to leave from here. He indicated with his blessed hand to the other entrance, the other side of the cave. But there was no entrance. There wasn't any way for them out. And that as soon as the Prophet indicated that with his hand, that a door immediately opened exactly where the Prophet pointed. We're going to go out from here, even though that there was actually no way to exit there outwardly. So this indicates yaqeen, absolute certitude. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was protecting them. And they have a difference of opinion. He mentions this in his commentary. What is better, Ghar Thawr or Ghar Hira? So the cave of Hira is where the Prophet received revelation, and the Ghar Thawr is where he sought refuge when he was migrating to Medina and Manawara. And there's actually a difference of opinion. Uh, some of the scholars say that Ghar Thawr is better because Allah Taala mentioned it in the Quran. That the one of two is that when they were in the cave and that this was the means of protecting the Messenger of Allah and some of the others say is that this the Hira, the Hira cave is better because this is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose for the Prophet to worship him just before he received revelation. That's where he received his first revelation. Both of them are immense because of their connection to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then our Prophet sallallahu said to Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq when he mentioned this that we're one of them just to look at their feet, they would see us. What did our Prophet say? Ma ya Bakr, What do you think about two that whom Allah is their third? This is, of course, a reference sort of to Tawbah, to the words of Allah Tabarakatah, that the one of two, idhuma fil ghar, when they were in the cave, idh yuqulu li sahibihi, when he said to his companion, la tahzan, that do not have any fear, inna Allah ma'ana, indeed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. And there are a number of meanings there, and one of them is, is that, Allah says, in relation to Sayyidina Bakr Sadiq, who was one of those two, that he's his sahib. That's why they say that if someone denies the companionship of Sayyidina Bakr Sadiq, it's kufr. Because Allah Ta'ala says, When he says to his companion, La tahzan, do not fear, inna allaha ma'ana. And um, that they notice here, subtle differences in the great stations of all of the prophets, but in this particular situation that our Prophet said, Inna Allah ma'ana, 
And we know that Sayyidina Musa, when he saw the opposing army, Indeed that I have with me my Lord who will guide us. But station of the Prophet is in higher that he put ma'ana with us after Allah. Inna Allah ma'ana. And so there's so many meanings in all of these that blessed hadith and that the way that it relates to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then one final fa'ida uh, that Ibn Alan mentions and he quotes it Sanad is that uh, the man narrating the story said that he, I witnessed that the Prophet said to Hassan ibn Thabit that have you said any poetry about Abu Bakr? And then the Prophet said to him that Qul asma. say it so that I can hear it. And so then Hassan ibn Thabit quoted the following two lines of poetry so Hassan ibn Thabit recites these two lines of poetry, which translate roughly as that the second of the two that was in the great cave when the enemies who had that uh, ascended the mountain were looking for them. And that all love of the Messenger of Allah that is known from all other that creation does not equal the love of that here in reference to Sayyidina Bakr al-Siddiq. And then the Prophet heard these lines of poetry and started smiling. Radiallahu anhu, Sayyidina Bakr siddiq And may Allah ta'ala bless us to that have complete love for the Prophet and his companions and his blessed family. And from the blessing of reading that these ahadith and learning these verses of the Quran, this verse of the Quran, that place these realities in our hearts. May we have complete certitude and complete trust in Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with Kamal Mutaba, Dahir and Baltin, and Wasallallahu alayhi wa Muhammad wa Ali wa Sabi Salam. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Kafar al Tara. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.